Welcome to the newest episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne. I'm Charlie Turner Thorne, the head coach of Arizona State University women's basketball. I've been a head coach for 26 years, so I'm used to getting asked the hard questions. There's always a lot of pressure to win while developing the lives of our 18 to 22 year old women. The most challenging part of all this? Well, all of it. But now it's my turn to ask the questions while hopefully sharing a few nuggets of my own about leadership and building a winning culture. We're joined here today with LaChina Robinson and and people need to know, um, obviously more than just a pretty face, you have a very impressive basketball background, LaChina, which um, actually I didn't know all of it um, until I started researching a little bit. Obviously, a four-year starter uh, for Wake Forest with an incredible career. And then uh, serving, you know, in in various roles um, with Georgia Tech as director of operations and special assistant to the head coach. And, of course, you know, the way most everybody knows you most recently as an analyst and anchor for ESPN. So, all right, LaChina Robinson, we're going to flip the script, and you are now on the hot seat with CTT. Um, You ready? I am ready, Coach, and thank you so much for having me. Just let me say that you're probably the first person that um, was so complimentary of my playing career. And knowing you, it it has to be because of my block shots, because I wasn't really great at anything else, but I know how much you value (laughs) defense. So I'm sure that caught your eye. But uh, thank you for those kind words. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, no, it's, you know, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think, you know, when you're a four-year starter, then that, that speaks for itself, LaChina. So, um, oh, thanks. So, <laughs> um, just wanted to ask you, when you watch games, you know, given your uh, great basketball background, what, what impresses you most, you know, about the players, the teams, the coaches that you're watching? Yeah, Besides well, shots. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I love some defense at the rim. Um, You know, honestly, I consider myself so blessed to cover both women's college basketball and the WNBA. So I'm literally covering our game year round. And, um, you know, what that's allowed me to do is just really have a a close eye on how our game has progressed over the years. Now, um, I have not been working um, to grow our game nearly as long as you have. But what I can say is during the time, I've just been so in awe of the product itself. And, um, you know, we just came off of a great WNBA season, which was, was fantastic. But on the college side as well, we're just seeing a more exciting play on the court. Um, so that definitely stands out as the credit to our coaches and, and people like you who have just worked really hard to, to make our product and grow our game to where it is. But I think the thing that stands out to me most across the board is just the collective sacrifice in the face of adversity uh, to achieve team goals. I don't think people understand how much goes into winning and whether it's <laughs> taking a backup role to make your team better or pushing through your second ACL you know, coaches raising their kids at practice to maintain life balance. The amount of time that student athletes and coaches put in, um, when you think about the student athlete side, the classroom, the weight room, getting up extra shots, sacrifice is always being made. Uh, and the dedication it takes to achieve success, whatever that looks like per individual or team, is tremendous. And that's what really impresses me the most. 
Well, what a great answer. Thank you for that, LaChina, because, you know, people see the finished product and they see kind of the glamour and the TV, but um, anybody that's a mom or dad or, you know, been through it, that you know, like it's <laughs> 90, 90% of it is not glamorous at all. And it's just, uh, you know, incredible hard work and perseverance and um, well worth it, I think, you know, for those that do it because, um, you know, they just become so much tougher and hopefully grow into to leaders like yourself. They can go on and, and impact their industries. So, okay, what a WNBA season for China. Can you yes. speak to what being able to have this season meant, you know, given the pandemic, given the social injustice issues, you know, to the league, to the players, to everybody involved? Boy, uh, I was someone that right up until it actually happened was wondering if we would have a season, Charlie. I... I mean, you know as well as I do, there's been so much uncertainty in our country, um, you know, over the last few months. And, um, you know, whether it was COVID or the racial climate in our country, you know, you a lot of players and, and coaches and I'm sure front office staff went back and forth with whether there would even be a season. But I thought the WNBA made a huge statement on behalf of the power of women and women of color. And you start with the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, uh, Neka Ogumike, president of the WNBA Players Association. The job that they did in just getting buy-in on all levels to have a season at times seemed, I mean, really insurmountable. And, you know, we were reminded of how great women can be as leaders in that moment and creating a successful bubble scenario. There were no positive tests and really setting the bar for how impactful athlete activism can be. And that was the other thing that really stood out to me from this summer was the WNBA players showed so much courage in how they used their platform to speak up for social justice and demand change around racial inequality in our country. Um, you know, they decided very early that they would um, adopt or, or be a part of the Say Her Name campaign. And um, that's an extension of the African-American Policy Forum. And they wanted to focus on the women that had been victims of police violence. And they did that in a way that was so brilliant. The planning, the education that they were doing in that bubble to make sure that they were able to speak with a collective voice, um, you know, to their community, to their fans about what's happening in our country. I was just really blown away by those efforts. And in a league that's 80% black women, for them to raise their voices and to, um, you know, just join hands with their community from afar in this bubble with such a strong voice, knowing all that they were putting on the line and sacrificing and standing up for what they believe was, in my opinion, um, a, a moment in history that we will never forget. Thank you, China. Yes, you couldn't watch a game without you know, becoming more aware of social justice issues in our country. And yes. it was, uh, you know, it'll be interesting in my, in my mind to see if hopefully this can just be a part of the fabric of the league, you know, moving forward, because you know better than me, you know, we were just barely scratching the surface of trying to, you know, effectuate some change. So, um, Oh yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, so 
we, we, we love, we really enjoy talking about leadership on this podcast. And, you know, of course, you have a very rigorous work schedule and, you know, especially what you do, kind of like coaching, you always have to be on. Um, and you two do an amazing job using your platform, you know, as, as a positive influencer. So besides leading others, Lachina, um, we love asking, what are some of your best strategies for leading yourself? Well, I appreciate that question, and thank you for that. Um, you know, I think it starts for me in the mind and controlling the thoughts that I have around my everyday. I think our mental health is something that we're, we're having more conversations about, uh, more transparent conversations about, which I have really not only enjoyed and learned from, but been um, excited about the, the impact that athletes in particular can have um, as they start to talk about mental health uh, and use their platform for that. Um, you know, I wake up just making sure that I'm controlling my thoughts around negative thinking that can sink in. Um, that's one way of leading myself, of speaking positive affirmations or just thinking about positive uh, outcomes. I am a huge fan of, um, you know, just focusing on the mind control and training the brain. You know, you, when you, and you know this, as athletes, you can work on, um, you know, getting stronger and getting more shots up. And there's so many things you can do technically in the game of basketball. But to me, no matter what you do for a living, um, the number one thing is controlling your thoughts and making sure that you're thinking positively about yourself, about your environment, about your purpose in the world. And that's something you can do when you wake up every day, no matter what. The other thing that I try to do and leading myself is just being intentional about what I'm taking in, right? Uh, these days you can find yourself on your phone, on social media way too often. And that, again, allows so many things that you can't control to control your mind space, your energy. Um, and so you have to be intentional about what you're taking in every day, uh, the, people, the people that are around you whose comments and opinions you're taking you're taking in. One thing I say as a somewhat public figure is, you know, we're only allowed five people that can really weigh in on how we feel about ourselves. And that's been a rule I've had my entire life. And it's, you know, of course, my mom and dad and, and some other key people, but everyone else doesn't get to weigh in on how LaChina does her job, how she uh, feels about herself. And yes, they can speak their opinion, but you can't let that get to your self-confidence. And then the last thing for me is just, you know, people always say, when that light comes on, on the camera, where do you find the confidence? And confidence comes from preparation. I mean, every day, just making sure that I am prepared for whatever it is I have next, that is the only way I can be at my best. And that is the best way to lead myself, um, is to make sure that I'm putting in the work. So those are three things that I kind of work on in leading myself. But um, I'd love to hear yours, Charlie. What, what, <laughs> tell me about how you lead yourself. The China, um, well, first of all, you know, if you ever do want to go into coaching, um, you know, everything you just talked about is, is what, what we work on every day. You know, we, we fully believe if, if our players are in a good place as a person, you know, basketball takes care of itself. And we, we train them, you know, to wake up, you know, really try to wake up not thinking about themselves. You know, that's, that's one of the best ways to, you know, just have a joyful spirit no matter what. And, um, you know, to be really intentional about what they give their energy to, you know, it's, it's that, you know, energy management, one of the biggest things for, I think all of us, we only have so much, 
<laughs> so, yep. um, yes. and then, and then of course we, we, much like you, we, we talk about, you know, you know, pr- you know, preparation, um, in terms of, you know, being your best you, you want to show up at 10, you know, you can't just show up, you know, you've got to get your mind right and, and have great self care and have great recovery training and, you know, all those things. So, um, so yes, you are wise beyond your years. I cannot thank you enough for sharing with us today, LaChina Robinson. And I really, really, really hope down the road I get to um, have you asking me some, some questions <laughs> again soon. I would love that. I would love that. I can't wait for that so, to happen. I always tell you this, but you know that that first and second round uh, games back in the uh, year was that when you were at South Carolina. And yeah. you guys almost tipped the apple cart around the South Carolina Gamecocks. That was probably one of the best moments of my professional career in covering um, women's basketball was just the fight that your team had and uh, the determination. And, and your teams are always fighters. And, and I just love to watch your commitment to the defensive end, how you've coached. Um, you know, we love Brian obviously, coming off a of WNBA season. Um, the legacy that you're leaving in coaching is one that um, is not just impressive, but impactful. So thank you for all the work you're doing. And thank you for turning the mic on us. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thank you. Thank you for those kind words to China. And uh, yes, we're going to keep trying to uh, be very relevant in the NCAA tournament. We're getting to host the final four in 2026. So yeah. um, our goal is to not wait till then to actually be there. Um, but uh, you know, definitely something to work for. Um, so again, thank you so much. And uh, you better look me up if you come down, if you come over to this gorgeous weather in Phoenix. I definitely will, Coach. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You take care Thank and be you, safe. China. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you know, we've had a few wonderful female leaders um, in the media industry on lately who absolutely use their platforms for the greater good. Um, but I, I guess I just want to finish up today by, by saying we all know the media, in particular the tech industry, you know, that linked to our phones can, can, can often be, you know, manipulative and addictive. Um, I strongly recommend the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. Um, it really made me think about how the tech industry is constantly trying to tell us who we are and what we believe. Um, and, you know, and, and about some, you know, less desirable, um, effects that it's having, you know, the China referenced it, uh, mental health, um, I would say also political influence, but in particular, you know, the mental health issues with us, you know, looking at everybody's highlight reel every day, um, you know, that's just, it's just not a, it's not been a positive thing in, in my world with my own children, with our players, and we're really trying to coach them to, to, occasionally digitally detoxed, um, but also, you know, just really be mindful of what they're doing with, with their social media. Um, I'll finish up by saying I tell our players, uh, gosh, probably at least once every few weeks that the most important ability they have is responsibility. And in the world that we're living in right now, where it is so crucial that we all behave responsibly 
and that we care about each other and we do the right thing. Um, you know, we always just impress on our, our players and my own children that when you learn how to take responsibility for everything, um, it's amazing how fulfilling and successful you become, even when it's not your fault, you know, just try it. Trust me. (laughs) It feels good. All right. Until next time, stay tuned. This is Charlie Turner Thorne. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne.